What is good, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Clippers Confidential, hosted by yours truly, Tamara Zarli of Clutch Points. Uh, this is a Clutch Points podcast, and this is the Clippers podcast. Uh, we do have a bunch of other teams that we cover as well, like the Lakers, the Warriors, the Blazers, so feel free to check those out if that is your team. But if you are here, that means you are a Clippers fan, more than likely. And um, it's it's uh, going to be another solo pod here. Um, from yours truly, Tomer, and uh, just wanted to go over the last week for the Clippers and kind of what they got coming up in the next uh, few days. So, uh, when we last spoke, uh, the Clippers were about to embark on a pretty grueling eight-game road trip. Uh, they, they had just lost to the San Antonio Spurs and New Orleans Pelicans in back-to-back games. Uh, they had the Indiana Pacers at home before they went on that trip. And uh, so, I mean, since our last episode, uh, the Clippers have beaten the Indiana Pacers. Uh, They dropped an overtime heartbreaker to the Denver Nuggets. Uh, They defeated the Philadelphia 76ers in a thrilling, uh, exciting, um, shocking, I would say, game. And, uh, And then they fell to the New York Knicks on a Sunday matinee in New York. So that, that Indiana game uh, was a 139-133 final score. Uh, the Clippers actually played a, a pretty well-offensive game. I mean, again, to score 139 points is pretty impressive. Uh, they scored 139 points. Uh, th- the story of that game was uh, Nicholas Batum scored a, a career, well, career high for a half, 32 points. He had 32 points in the game. All 32 came in the second half. He did it on 11 of 13 shooting. Uh, he did it on 7 of 9 from beyond the arc and hit all three of his free throws in the 20 minutes that he played in the second half. Uh, he also did it on just one dribble. I know if you follow me on Twitter, you saw that I kind of told him about that and made, made, made a thing about it. Uh, he took one dribble. It was a sidestep dribble on a three-pointer. Everything else was either a catch-shoot three or a drive-cut-layup-slash-dunk. Uh, at the rim, so he he was pretty big in that in that game. Uh, Reggie Jackson also found his stroke a bit in the second half of that Pacers game. He, he finished five of eight from the field, uh, made eleven of twelve free throws in the second half for twenty one second half points. Uh, the Clippers scored seventy one points in the second half, which was impressive in that game, and it was a good sign uh, just to see their offense kind of clicking. Um, so they they won that one, started the road trip off with a victory there. Well. Exited home with a victory, I should say. Uh, they then went to Denver, where, as I said, they lost a heartbreaker to Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. Uh, that game was, you know, Jokic had a season-high 49 points. He had 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, the 10th assist came on a game-winning, insane pass from the right wing to Aaron Gordon in the left corner for three uh, which was just defended well, uh, considering how the Clippers were playing. Uh, Gordon hit the game-winning three with about a second and a half remaining uh, to go up by three. It was, you know, someone ran out of the court on Nuggets players. It was a technical foul, and uh, Reggie had, Reggie Jackson had a shot to win at the buzzer, and he could not. Uh, that game, though, saw a very impressive offensive performance from Ivica Zubac, uh, who had 39 points and 10, 32 points, excuse me, 32 points and 10 rebounds in that game. Uh, he did also, uh, he shot 15 of 19 from the field, uh, so it was a career-high 32 points for him, career-high in field goals made as well, so um, great all-around game. So Reggie Jackson also continued his stellar play. He shot he shot 12 of 22 from the field, another 50% uh, shooting game for him. 
uh, scoring 22 point, 28 points. He also had, I believe, a season-high 12 assists as well. So um, that's two games in a row there where Jackson, Reggie Jackson really has found his, his shooting stroke and has, has played really well for the Clippers. Uh, yeah, that is a season-high assist. His previous season-high was 10. So a season-high assist there against the Nuggets. But again, it came in a heartbreaker. Uh, that's the game where Ty Lue was, was incredibly irate and um, post-game. There was a few calls he, he thought didn't really go their way. Uh, that was also the game where the Clippers uh, only took 12 free throws to the Nuggets 25, and Nikola Jokic by himself took 16, uh, four more than the entire Clippers team. So that was something that was concerning, but um, it was it served as a good wake up, uh, you know, preparation wake up call game because the Clippers went from Nikola Jokic on Wednesday night to Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers on Friday night, which was. Uh, I mean, Embiid is a daunting task for pretty much anyone he goes against. He's he's routinely scoring 35 points now, 35 points and 10 rebounds, and doing it with the efficiency as well while leading Sixers to win. So uh, that game was interesting because um, the Sixers led for most of the second half. It really felt like um, it, it wasn't entirely out of reach, but it felt like the Sixers had control. I mean, they had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, um, it, you know, Sixers led by 24 points in that game, so it really felt like they had control of that game and were on their way to victory. Uh, that 24-point lead was in the third quarter, so um, it really felt like they were on the way to win. But an all-around effort by by pretty much everyone, but uh, in particular the uh, in particular the starters. We'll, we'll look at we'll look at Reggie Jackson, for example, had seven points in that fourth quarter. Uh, Marcus Morris had a couple of big shots, two of two from three for six points. Uh, Luke Kennard had six points with a pair of triples. Eric Bledsoe was, was pretty clutch there, um, four points in the fourth quarter. So they really got all-around effort there. They outscored the Sixers 32-21 to in the fourth quarter of that game uh, to win by a final score of 102-101. to If you watch the game, you know the uh, the heart the, the heart-wrenching free throws that Marcus Morris missed uh, with about five seconds remaining. Uh, went to the line, Clippers up one, um, missed both free throws. Uh, Sixers recovered out of bounds, and they uh, Tyrese Maxey missed a shot at the buzzer. So that was a you know one they kind of escaped with. But, hey, you'll take the wins where you can get them nowadays for the Clippers. So that road trip began with a Denver loss, a Philadelphia win, and they flew to New York. Well, I believe they took the train, the Amtrak, to New York. Uh, they took they took took on the New York Knicks on Sunday, uh, and then, and that was a bit of a tough game uh, because it, it it was a game the Clippers were kind of in for for, for most of the day. Uh, they, they the Knicks never led by more than fourteen, and even though it was fourteen, it was it was it was early in the first half. Um, and it, well, they did have a fourteen point lead early in the second half, but. Uh, you know, it was another good game for Reggie Jackson, who had 26 points, uh, 10 of 18 shooting. That's uh, four consecutive, three consecutive games, over 50% from Reggie, which was, um, you know, a bit of a struggle for him. He's been shooting about 29% in his previous nine games before this last uh, three or four game stretch here. So great to see Reggie start playing well. Uh, coming into this road trip, however, the Clippers were 10-1 and when Reggie scored at least 20 points. He scored 20 points twice on this road trip, and they've lost both games. So really just a sign that this Clippers team is, is you know, as far as Reggie's concerned, is doing everything he can uh, to try and keep this team afloat. But it's just, it's just really hard to 
uh, I don't want to use the word replace, but, you know, make up the absences of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It's been felt all year, and it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's being felt now more than ever on this kind of grueling road trip. Uh, the Clippers lost that game to the Knicks 102-110. to 110. Uh, It was a bit of a struggle because Nick Batum had been on a hot shooting streak himself. Uh, He missed that one game due to an inconclusive test against the Denver Nuggets and returned against the Sixers and kind of picked up right where he left off. But shot just two of seven from three uh, and two of seven from the field. All of them were three-pointers against the Knicks, which was a bit of a struggle there. Marcus Moore struggled even worse. Uh, Shot 0 of 9, didn't make a single field goal in 23 minutes of play. Uh, went 0-4 from 3 and made 4 of his 5 free throws for 4 points. Uh, Ivita Zubac had another double-double with 17 points and 14 rebounds. Uh, a lot of the starters uh, were, were kind of, you know, restricted in terms of the, as far as their minutes were concerned. Uh, Batum played just 25. Uh, Marcus played just 24. Zou played just under 30. Reggie was the only player to play over 30 minutes, and he played 32. Uh, Amir Coffey played 18. He, he kind of struggled in that game just overall. Um Luke Kennard played 28 in, in his, uh, I believe it's his third game back from COVID protocols. So um, they're definitely getting, getting a few, they've got most of their guys back outside of Kawhi and PG, but um, you know, you're starting to see a bit of the talent disparity with, with other teams. So um, definitely something that, you know, the Clippers can't really do anything about. They just have to, uh, I would say, get a little lucky uh, as, as the, the road trip goes on. Um, you know, this, this last week they went two and two, uh, which I think you, you'll take considering the teams that you were playing. I don't think anyone penciled the Knicks, the Sixers, or the uh, Nuggets as wins. I mean, maybe the Pacers, considering maybe who they had or how they were playing of late. But um, New York's also been kind of up and down. But again, tough. The Clippers really never play well in these early games. It was a 10 a.m. Pacific time game. So um, I'm not really sure I expected much there. Um, Julius Randle had a 24.9 rebound, five assist game. R.J. Barrett had 28 points and 14 rebounds, six assists. Uh, Tyler was a little upset with with how the Clippers covered R.J. Barrett throughout the night, throughout the day, I should say, and uh, you know it, it, it kind of burned them. So uh, they they took a loss in New York, and that takes us to the rest of this road trip, which is where we're at right now. Um, they have five games remaining on this trip, and by the time we do another episode, which will be next Monday. Uh, that road trip will be in its final stop in Indiana. But in the meantime, uh, the Clippers will have the Washington Wizards on Tuesday and the Orlando Magic on Wednesday. It is a back-to-back on the 25th and the 26th. Uh, they then go to – they have a day off from Orlando. After Orlando, they go to Miami on January 28th. Then they go to January – they go to uh, Charlotte Hornets, uh, face LaMelo Ball on the Hornets on January 30th before wrapping up with – the Indiana Pacers on Monday, January 31st. As I just mentioned, that is, I believe, a 5-7 and seven stretch for them there. So um, not going to be easy. Uh, yeah, at least you have your, your your main guys outside of Kawhi and Paul George. But um, guys are going to be restricted. Expect to see guys on minutes limits because Ty and the coaching staff and the medical staff are really not trying to overwork anyone. They've, they've made that a point throughout the season. Um, you know, if, if you've watched some of the Clipper games, you've seen that Reggie Jackson has kind of been limited in first halves of games because it seems to save his legs kind of for the second half. Um, yeah, I think entering the fourth quarter of that Sixers game, he played uh, 21 minutes. So he kind of you know was relatively fresh entering that final period. 
and and it showed as he was able to close the game out uh, for the Clippers. So expect to see a lot of guys on minutes restrictions. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it, that Charlotte game is 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 a 10 a.m. game Pacific time. Uh, so what was that 1 p.m. Eastern time? So um, not going to be easy. Clippers do not do well with these afternoon games. Um, I predicted a three and five road trip. Uh, I thought if you can get three wins, that's probably good enough for you. Um, you know, looking at it now, I don't think anyone penciled Philadelphia as a win, but you know, so far that's their only victory. I do think Washington is gettable. Uh, they're kind of on and off. I do think Orlando is very much gettable as a win. Um, they have a, a few other guys back. Jalen Suggs is playing well of late, so is Cole Anthony. Uh, but I think Terrence Ross is currently out, and they're kind of, um, you know, there's no really incentive for them to win at the moment. And I, I don't think they they have the talent to to win. Well, I mean, they do have the talent to win. I just I just think the Clippers. That's a game they should win. Uh, you look at Miami. I mean, Miami was was blowing out the Lakers on Sunday afternoon. Uh, they kind of. Kind of blew it there at the end, but they still ended up winning. Um, Miami's an interesting one because they Kyle Lowry's been out. They kind of had guys in and out of the lineup all season. Uh, Bam Adebayo did just return from an injury, however, uh, from his wrist surgery. So uh, definitely another weapon that they'll have. I, I don't I don't see them winning that Miami game. That's probably the the tougher one. But then again, I didn't see them winning last year's Miami game where they had no Kawhi and PG in Miami and. Uh, they kind of just had the reserves come out there and, and get the win for them. Luke Kennard was playing well. Terrence Mann played well. So it kind of was just an all-around team effort there. Uh, you, you go to Charlotte, I, you know, I, I, this isn't your Charlotte of old. Uh, you know, I, I know I mentioned this team is probably a team that the Clippers could beat, but, um, you know, I, I think they match up well with this Hornets team, but I also think that this Hornets team just, just plays such a dangerous game and, and plays a dangerous pace. Uh, Again, the Clippers have played them well, but Rozier tends to go off against his team. LaMelo Ball certainly has the potential to. Uh, Gordon Hayward has been playing decent of late. Miles Bridges has been fantastic. So, um, you know, P.J. Washington is back for them. So they, they've got a lot of weapons there. I don't really know if the Clippers win that one. I don't think they will. Uh, if I have to guess which wins they get on this trip, it's probably Orlando or Washington for me. Uh, you look at Indiana on January 31st, uh, the final leg of that eight-game road trip. Um you know, that's a game that Malcolm Brogdon, um, he's been shut down, so he will not be available for that game. He's not expected to be avail- available for that game uh, with a, I believe it's a sore Achilles. Uh, again, this is a Pacers team that's had a lot of guys rumored to be in, in on the trade block. Um, when you look at Miles Turner, for example, he's a guy that uh, our Mark Haynes from the our Warriors beat writer when, when they were in, in Golden State. Uh, the Pacers, that is, um, you know, our, our guy Mark Haynes got a chance to talk to Miles Turner about some of the uh, trade rumors and trade talks that's going around. And, um, you know, there's been rumors that he's available and he's on the block and they're kind of searching for a new home for him as well as Lavert and DeMontis Sabonis. So um, really not sure what kind of Pacers team we see by then. Uh, the February trade deadline is, uh, I, let me see what the date is on that. I'm not sure. February 10th. So uh, we have... Just a few weeks left until that, that deadline, and that's the uh, that that game will mark 11 days before the deadline. So definitely could see some moves by then, but not anything for sure. Uh, so yeah, the, the, that's the upcoming road trip. Uh, it's it's Washington, Orlando, Miami, Charlotte, Indiana. I think they probably get Washington and Orlando on that back to back. I think they have to get at least one of those two games, or else it's a very very concerning sign. Um, 
I don't think they beat Indiana, but again, that kind of depends on who we see on Indiana's side. Uh, we just saw that that Pacers team without six starters um, defeat the Warriors. So definitely something that needs to be watched as well. Um, I think we'll just wrap the episode there. Uh, not really going on too much this week. A little, a little busier, so I can't go longer. Wasn't able to get to get a guest you got for you guys. I know Justin's been coming on, but he's been a little busy himself. So um, we'll definitely try to get some of you guys next week. And uh, until then, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, please let me know on Twitter. You can follow me there. You can follow Clutch Points there. You can follow Clutch Points on all social media. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, although I'm kind of hit or miss there. But, um, yeah, definitely give me follows there. You might see Steph Curry engages with me. So, uh, you know, I haven't forgotten about everyone, contrary to what everyone believes. Steph Curry did react to a video I posted, but I'm, I'm still here, guys. Um, and so just, uh, yeah, any comments, questions, concerns, let me know. Uh, again, subscribe to the podcast. Check out all my work on Twitter and Clutch Points. And, uh, yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. So hope you guys enjoy and stay safe.